Welcome to my world, supporting someone with an eating disorder. This is a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. These are my own personal opinions and experiences gathered from being married to someone in recovery, researching and working with those struggling with eating disorders. This podcast is brought to you by Living Proof MN. Never underestimate your ability to recover. Self-harm it may not be what you think. Listen, self-harm can appear in many ways. In some cases, it is cutting your arms or legs. In some cases, it may be hitting things like walls or other hard surfaces, or it could be ingesting things like cleaners or other chemicals. The idea is not always a form of self-punishment, but a means by which to simply feel, to affect just enough pain not to raise awareness or as a cry for help, but to know that one can still feel that the numbness that one is experiencing doesn't mean they're lost. If your child or spouse or partner comes to you and shares that they have been cutting, that they have been harming themselves in some way, please be careful because this is an opportunity and your response, your immediate actions can open dialogue, build trust, or threaten the very relationship or the remains of one you may still have. This is a very tender, fragile place to be with your person and know above all else that them bringing this information to you may be the bravest thing that they may ever do. So please don't take it lightly. Self-harm in many cases is a product of something that is happening and it is often very prevalent among those with eating disorders. People who are attempting to deal with trauma, and remember that trauma does not have to be a sudden extreme incident, but can all also be a cumulative number of behaviors or incidents that happen over a prolonged period of time. As a supporter, a partner, or a parent, or even a child of someone living with this may not see it until much later in its lifespan. And, we, and, and when we do notice it, when we do one day suspect it, whether that person brings it to us or we bring it to them, it is imperative that it is addressed with kindness, patience, and support. <clears throat> it may also be of value to note that not all people, not all situations can be handled the same. As with eating disorders, these behaviors are incubated and experienced by your person in different ways. This is what makes dealing with and treating eating disorders such a daunting task for therapists and medical professionals alike. And the reason that there are so few experts in this area, there may be experts that deal with anorexia or binge eating specifically, but to find someone educated and knowledgeable in all areas of eating disorders can be very difficult. Many professionals may continue to work with people in this area, but the families may find themselves at some point at a standstill plateaued in their parents or their person's recovery because the professional has reached the end of their knowledge base. This is not to say that the professional is not sincere nor good at what they do, but as with anything in life, we all ought to know our limits. And if you've reached it, to also know that it may be better to seek others who may have better awareness of what might help that person you are treating. Because continuing with someone's treatment, if you are not aware of the underlying behaviors or how they work, can and will be dangerous, uh, damaging. <clears throat> Some might think that sharing their own personal struggles with that person when they come to them and divulge their secrets, that they've been self-harming, might be a good thing. 
that by doing so, they may be leveling that field so that their person struggling knows and understands that you get it. Sometimes I think that we lose sight of the awareness of our children and those around us to notice that we ourselves may be suffering or struggling. And it could be, in fact, that very fact that we are struggling struggling that may be uh, a factor in the person's own suffering and that we have been unaware that they may have already known. And that maybe when especially our children might think that they need to see us as their protector, as their strength or their steady element, that when they begin to struggle, knowing that we have our own issues may be very unsettling to them and they may not want to bring their own struggles to us knowing this. Sometimes we need to trust that when they come to us, that all we can offer is our support and to let them know that no matter what happens, they can come to us with anything and that we can just listen and just be there to care for them and to help them. Offering them that knowledge can give them strength to fight, knowing that you, that we have their backs. We cannot always storm in and fight their demons for them. Sometimes they need to do that fighting on their own. And all we can do is stand on the sideline and be supportive. If someone is cutting, as an example, it does not mean that they are attempting to commit suicide. Not necessarily, but rather that they are trying to feel. Many times fighting our own demons can be exhausting emotionally, and we, they begin to draw inward, away from the emotional pain, away from the struggles, and into the proverbial shadows. And this gives them intentionally or inadvertently a break from the pain. So much so that at some point they start to not feel any or feel much any longer. Maybe they begin to feel numb, and the only way they can feel something is to self-harm. It is important to know that the struggle may not always come from within the family unit either. What happens with our children deal with other friends whom are struggling, and as a, an attempt to support their friends, they begin to unintentionally take on some of the struggle, some of that pain. Think about it. As adults, we often disregard our own children's emotional abilities because they obviously don't deal with the everyday stress that we as parents or adults must. But the fact is that these kids, our children, are growing up trying to find themselves and they are dealing with much the same issues as we are, in some cases much more, because it is strange and new territory for them. Remember that their emotions are just as important as ours, just as vital, just as subject to their surroundings as ours. If their friends are dealing with issues in their own lives and in their own families, they, our children, our own children, may take on some of that stress and not understand why, not understand what to do with it. I guess if I were to attempt to give a single message from this podcast, it would be that if our children or persons are self-harming, don't assume it is because of something we have done. In fact, don't assume it isn't due to something we are dealing with. Just know that sometimes we must separate our own emotions and issues from the situation and be there as objectively as possible. For them, just let them know that we love and care for them. Be aware of their behavior. And as scary as that may seem, sometimes we just need to give them some space. And well, that doesn't mean we shouldn't check in with them periodically, daily even. And that alone might be enough to show them that we are indeed there for them. And if they pull away, don't chase them. There's only so much you can do. If they know you are there for them, they will come back to you. And if they know that you love them, they will keep that in their pocket. And when they're able to, they will let you in and let you know what they need.
Thank you for listening. And remember, love and be loved. This podcast was brought to you by Living Proof MN. We are all worth it. For more information, you may go to www.livingproofmn.com. Thank you.